What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Smart Business Solutions, the official podcast of GBS, America's productivity partner. Each episode, we are going to explore some of the biggest threats and challenges in today's business world and the vast amount of solutions GBS offers to meet them. So welcome back to Smart Business Solutions, the official podcast of GBS. This is your host, Rich Lallo, and joining me today is a very special guest that we're delighted to have with us on the phone all the way from Finland. Yes, Finland. So his name is Robert Taylor, and he is the sustainability director for UPM Raflatech. So a little bit about Mr. Taylor. He is a UK chartered forester and graduated from the Scottish School of Forestry in 1994. He has worked for 26 years for UPM, 21 of which have been based in Finland in various senior global positions in the global sustainability team. Currently, he leads a team of experts developing UPM's Beyond Fossils global strategy. So Bob, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being with us today. We really appreciate you taking the time and, and educating us on sustainability from UPM's perspective and from a, a global perspective. So again, thanks for being with us today. Thanks to you, Richard, and uh, it's great to be here. And I just hope your audience understands my uh, Scottish accent, which has stayed <laughs> with me from the very beginning, despite having lived in Finland for 20 years. So looking forward to, looking forward to the chat. Awesome. Well, it, it, you, you sound great. So we're, we're looking forward to it as well. So, Bob, let's start out, if you would. You know, I, I read a little bit about your, your bio there, your very kind of impressive background that you have. So if you would, tell, us, tell the listeners a little bit more about your, your background and the experience you have in uh, the sustainability industry. Sure, sure. Well, it's, it's been a long journey, actually. I've um, been working in uh, sustainability now for, for nearly 26 years. So I um, started off in uh, the West Highlands of Scotland as a, as a forester, and mm-hmm. uh, I was managing forests, you know, for the first five years of my career. And uh, that was the time when, you know, things like sustainable forestry really kicked off, and um, I, I got a bug for sustainability uh, at that point. At the same point, I met a young Finnish lady who uh, encouraged me to go across to Finland, and uh, I was lucky at that time to already be working for UPM, and UPM as a company were were already pretty strong in the the sustainability field, and I managed to get a a post over in Finland, and I've been there now for 20 years, and uh, I've basically moved through the value chain, so from the, the forest, you know, through the factories, through the mills, and uh, you know, onto the the products and how we go to market and uh, sell those products. So it's been a it's been a great journey, and uh, it's not a journey that's finished yet. Fortunately, I still wake up every morning full of passion and ideas, and uh, I've got a great team around me. And uh, you know, we've got great partners, you know, including our customers like GBS to to, to take things forward. So thoroughly enjoying it so far. Oh, that's awesome. So. I, I know, Bob, from from what I've seen and what I've read, that that you know UPM Raflatech is a is a is a worldwide leader in in sustainability. So, if you would kind of start out by telling us exactly what what Raflatech does and the industries that you operate in and and some of the sustainable products that uh, that you guys have to offer to to customers, if you would. Sure. Well, UPM Raflatech is um, the labeling division of. Uh, the, the UPM group and uh, UPM's a 10 billion uh, euro company with uh, six key divisions of which you know Rafa Tak is one and 
like I said, we're the labeling division, so we make pressure-sensitive labels that basically go into all kinds of pro- products, you know, so the label that goes on the, the packaging. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, food, food is obviously one of the big end uses for us, but home and personal care, uh, pharmaceuticals, wine, tires, you name it. Anything you can buy in the store almost today has a has a label of some kind on it. And uh, we're actually the second biggest labeling business inside in, in, in the world, but mm. a key part of the M Group. Wow. And I would say that overall, we've got, I think we've got about 3,000 employees in the, in the division, 10 factories worldwide. But interestingly enough, we have 8,000 customers. So mm. wow. they're all over the world. And, you know, labeling is, is different in all corners of the world and therefore the requirements also in sustainability are, are different in all corners of the world too. But uh, as a division, we've existed for 40 years. We continue to grow and we've got operations in 42 countries today. So wow, it's an interesting, interesting company to be in. But sustainability is really at the heart. You know, UPM is over 100 years old, born in the forest. And uh, certainly that sustainability backbone and, and mindset, is, it's been there from the beginning. That's great. So, so Rathletech's approach, UPM's approach to sustainability, I think is, is really unique from, from what I've read and what I've seen. Uh, it, it, very extensive and very, very detailed. I mean, you know, you guys put into practice what you, what you preach uh, on a daily basis. And so if you would, I'd like you kind of to explain the, the different components of your approach as a company towards sustainability. Sure. Well, I, I think uh, UPM, like, you know, most companies nowadays, you know, we face, you know, similar challenges. You know, we have the population growth, urbanization, resource scarcity. And, you know, we have the, the, the big issues of, uh, of climate and uh, circularity to, to tackle. So mm-hmm. as a, as a, as a member of the, the packaging value chain as such, you know, packaging's on, you know, it's everywhere. So, you know, we need to take a, a, a pretty important role in ensuring that, you know, whatever we do has a positive impact, whether it's climate or circularity or biodiversity, uh, you name it. You know, our job is to make sure that, you know, we're, we're, we're able to offer our customers and uh, the brands some kind of positive development in that field. So uh, our, our, our whole ambition is driven now currently by the idea of going beyond fossils so we have a, an ambition to go beyond fossils by 2030 which is you know that's that's pretty ambitious when you think that maybe half of our business today is is, is producing filmic labels which are, are based on virgin fossils so uh, it's quite an exciting ambition and you know we're in the process now of defining exactly what we do but we've been working on that already for for a long time so we have a lot of solutions in the market already mm-hmm. We, we fall. I, I was interested in listening to some of your previous podcasts because we I heard somebody talking about you know the three R approach. So we we have a pretty similar approach in a sense that reduce, you know, recycle, renew, reuse. You know, those are four R's actually that that, that we use to feed our mm-hmm. or steer our approach. So reducing your environmental impact primarily through using less raw materials or you know, using recycled content. You know, in some countries nowadays, it's actually you know required that you have a certain percentage of recycled content in your in your package. For example, the UK, mm-hmm. uh, which is a big one for us. Then the other thing is you know about you know reusable packaging and how does the label you know enable that. Uh, but then the big thing I think for UPM because we've got such a a solid history with the forest is you know how can we switch 
virgin fossil plastics to, to renewable options and ideally from the forest and a sustainably managed forest. And I think this is the the, the big advantage UPM has as, a, as a, one of the biggest forest owners in the world. So, so that would be a kind of wrap up of our, our, our approach in summary. No, that's great. So you mentioned your, your and I think I, I, met, I referenced it briefly in your bio, the, the Beyond Fossils strategy that you guys are, are working on. So you said that the goal of that is to have 50% non or 50% fossil material used in all of your products by 2030. Is that, did I get that right? Well, actually, um, we have different targets. Um, I mean, ultimately, we want to go fully beyond fossils by 2030. So actually, mm, you know, okay. we, would, we, would, we would reduce our, our fossil content down to, to, to pretty much zero, which is, you know, going to be difficult. And we're yeah. focusing on different things. First of all, it's where we source the raw materials. You know, can you get it from the forest? But, you know, switching to, to bio-based films, for example, with our forest film is, is, is the first spearhead that we've got there. And the idea here is that with forest film, that we're using, it, it, but let me explain what forest film is. Forest film is a, a wood-based polypropylene label material. So it's a film, it's a plastic. Previously, you know, based on, on virgin fossil raw material. But the, the idea here is that we're using our, our BioVerna naphtha, which is a residue of the, uh, the pulping process. Okay. And basically, we, we, we take it out of the pulping process and, uh, you know, we refine that, break it down and, and, and build, it, build it back up from monomer level into the same kind of raw material that we, we make plastic films. So, the, so the, the, the performance is the same, the, uh, the appearance is the same, but instead of coming from a big black hole in the ground somewhere, it's actually coming from a forest. And, you know, that's a wonderful thing that we've been, we've been able to develop. And, you know, we will do more of this going forward. No, that's that's excellent. Thank you for for explaining that a little more. That's that's great. So you had mentioned Bob, kind of working with with other companies, and I, I guess I'm trying to think as you're talking the 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 complexity to what to what you guys are are trying to do, working in forty or fifty some different countries with with customers and trying to abide by all those uh, local regulations that that companies have to operate in. That's that's got to be a massive undertaking, extremely complex, I would think, to to be able to to meet the requirements and regulations that you have in in the different markets that you that you operate in. I guess I'm I'm kind of curious too from from our perspective here in you know little North Canton, Ohio. You know, GBS mm-hmm. is is kind of getting you know we're we're I would say we're we're fairly new to the sustainability game and and like you know as you mentioned labeling is one of the areas and packaging uh, that we're really kind of focusing on at this point. But I'm curious what you see from a global perspective with respect to sustainability. Uh, is it is it something that that I guess we in the in the United States you would say are, are kind of behind some other countries in 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 Europe and you know, even countries in Asia or wherever, you know, your, your marketplaces are, are, are there others that are, that are well advanced of what we're doing? And is there more opportunity for us, you would say, to, to maybe grow in this area from, from what you've seen? That's a, that's a, that's a great question. I think um, different parts of the world are, of course, at uh, different stages of development, but they also react uh, at different speeds as well, you know. Many, many people think that, that Europe's ahead, and uh, in many things it is, and it's, but it's, it's driven, you know, a lot through 
legislation development at EU level, which is then interpreted nationally and, and set in stone. Mm-hmm. China, it's the same thing. You know, President Xi now, you know, sets his climate targets. You know, all of a sudden the whole country, you know, is, is reacting to that and responding. So you see a very quick right. response time, whereas in Europe that might take five years to build up. Uh, and the American market is, is also extremely quick, you know, uh, to, to react. And some of our, our sustainability concepts, we've launched and gone to market quicker in the U.S. than we have in, in Europe or elsewhere. Okay. Uh, I'll give an example. We, we, we have a, a very thin label called Vanish, which, uh, you know, we, we made eventually with a, a 90% recycled content. The market was ready, it, was, it, it wanted it, we were able to develop it really fast, find good suppliers, and then we found customer partners. So I think, you know, the American market is, is, is not necessarily behind, but it, it just reacts in a different way, and the, the speed is different, you know. It's, it's, it's triggered by different things, you know. No, that's a great answer, and I appreciate that, and that may, actually makes a lot of sense, because I hadn't thought of it from that perspective, too, is it. It's not just maybe what certain people or certain companies would like to do in an area, but but what are you know what are the regulations surrounding that, and are they supporting those actions, and you know what else can be done maybe from from an environmental or a governmental level, I guess I should say, to kind of put the the policies in place to allow these things to happen more quickly, as you're saying. So no, that's a great answer. I appreciate that. Maybe maybe just one other thing there. I, I actually you know it's interesting watching this legislation development as well because. I think there are certain states now in the U.S., and it's not just California, you know, it's New York, it's, it's wherever. Mm-hmm. There are legislative developments happening around, around uh, you know, end-user producer responsibility or circular economy or, you know, how you manage waste. And, you know, those are starting to appear at state legislative, legislative level. So, you know, they, they will affect our, our businesses going forward for sure. So it's not, it's not just Europe that's, you know, setting things in stone. The American system is also doing that now. No, that's good. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Those are things I think is, as you know, which going to kind of lead into my, my last question, but as informed consumers, those are things I think that we can kind of keep an eye on and keep, you know, be aware of to kind of see how things are moving and where things are moving and, you know, maybe play a part in, the, in that process that we can, you know, as individuals and voters and, and different things in that aspect. So I think just think those are really good things to be mindful of as we're kind of moving through this process. And, and I'm sure, like, as you mentioned, Bob, you've been working in this industry for over 25 years now, and, and it's a journey, and, and you're still on it. So it's not like the work is done yet. So it's something we can all be mindful of. <laughs> Absolutely. The journey's not over. And, uh, you know, I think um, it gives me more energy every be, every day to see just, you know, how many different stakeholders are now getting involved in this. And, you know, maybe none more so than investors nowadays. You know, we, if you're working for a, a listed company or, you know, and you have investors, you know, if I think about UPM alone, you know, 41% of our shareholders today are, are sustainable investors. So, you know, they're doing that for a reason, you know, and, and part of that mm-hmm. is that we're performing better, we're managing risk better, you know, so we're offering better returns overall, you know, in the long term. I think that that's a trend that we see, you know, globally now. It's a good thing because money talks and, and money can, you know, businesses have a massive role in the future to to achieve their, you know, what society needs to do in terms of climate and circularity and biodiversity. So I think we, we, we in the different companies have a big role to play. Agree with you, I hundred percent, and um, and, and I like that the inform, you know, some of the information you had provided me prior to the show here, 
you know, we, we've kind of touched on a concept in, in the previous episodes that we had recorded on sustainability, uh, again, about being, being an informed consumer or an intelligent consumer. And that, you know, and I think that can kind of go across the board for, for anything. You know, when you're in the marketplace as an individual spending your dollars, you know, you should be informed and you should have a good understanding of, of what you're buying and, and who you're buying it from and kind of how those, you know, how those folks operate their businesses and kind of what they believe in. I think that just kind of goes into, you know, even goes into a higher concept of maybe being a, you know, a good citizen. You know, if it goes into citizenship and all those things and citizens of the, of the country and globe, the globe, you know, ultimately. Uh, but we have talked about that in some previous episodes about being an informed consumer and how people really can get involved, even on a personal level. And I know that, you know, we kind of broke it down even to recycling and, you know, just simple things that you can do as individuals. And, and I'm wondering if you, you have really some other things or, or anything, any advice that you could kind of add in that area for, for folks that are listening and, and maybe feel like they can't make a big impact, but they can do some, maybe some little things, maybe something you can tell them or an area that you can point them in where they could get involved and feel like they're making a difference. Wow, absolutely. I mean, there's, there's so many things you can do, you know, big or small, you know, I think uh, even down to, you know, I'm not sure exactly how it is in the U.S., but, you know, at least in Europe, you know, I can choose the, the source of my, my energy that I use for my house, for the electricity. Yes, that's true. Um, true here as well, yes. You know, I think, you know, if you're, buying, uh, if you're buying food, you know, try to buy local. I think that's also a, a great option. But it doesn't necessarily always mean that it has the lowest footprint. You know, some, some goods can be transported from other parts of the world with a a low footprint, but understanding, you know, the packaging that's around things, electric vehicles are coming on, hybrids, you know, there's there's all kinds of different things. But one of the things we're also trying to do is integrate sustainability deep through our organisation. You know, take it to the factory floor so that everybody, you know, all the blue-collar, white-collar workers, we're all together on this journey and, and making them feel part of it. You know, we, we've been developing a so-called bio-foresight concept, which gives everybody the opportunity to, to contribute. And it's small things. You know, it's do you, do you spot a, a tap leaking in the, in the factory? It can be as small as that, you know. Mm-hmm. Or you, you notice a vent blocked or somebody makes an initiative to have electrification, you know, uh, of the charging points in the car park or whatever. It, it, right. There's so many things. And it's about having your eyes open and then finding the way to, to make them come alive. I think you're exactly right. And again, kind of going back to the idea of being informed and understanding the the environment and the situation that you're in. And, you know, again, one of the things you I think you touched on in your your previous answer that I I really kind of jumped out at me when not only when you said it, but with the information you had provided was the fact that there's you can invest your money in in companies and in funds that, that support sustainability and and those things you know across the globe and that's kind of a different way i guess that you can participate but i think that's a really important way as well so not only in your purchase decisions but you know if you're you're fortunate enough to have money to invest and there's different companies that support the initiatives like like upm does that you can you can invest in so i think those are those are great great options as well to consider as you know as being a consumer so those are great points absolutely and, and there's more and more, you know, sustainable investment options around. And, you know, UPM has tried to capture that opportunity. And, for example, we issued a, a 750 million euro green bond this year, which matures in 2028. And the idea 
is that the proceeds from that bond actually go into to financing projects that are listed under our so-called green finance framework. And mm. you know, they could be to do with sustainable forest management or, or climate-positive products, water and wastewater management, energy efficiency, renewable energy, you name it. And more and more of these opportunities are around. And, you know, especially the younger generations, they're, they're, they're really positively choosing those those kind of options going forward. In the same way that they're choosing, you know, how they purchase online, you know, this is another big development for us going forward. Yeah. How do we get sustainability information available digitally so that the generation that's now primarily buying online actually knows and can and get the information they need to make the decision. You know, we as, a, as an old traditional pulp and paper company, you know, we're we're very good at putting out, you know, annual reports or carbon footprints. But how do you actually make that available so that the consumer's choosing a, a package that, or whatever, you know, that actually has the right kind of information they need to, to make their decision? And you know, that's a huge challenge for us. How do we go digital going forward? And I think we're just at the beginning of that journey. No, that's a, and that's an outstanding point. Yeah, I, I think that right, and that's kind of across the board. Uh, just. Conveying paper, or conveying information from paper to, to digital, and you know, Bob, as you just said, getting it into the the consumer's hands so that when they're, you know, on on their phones or on their laptops, ready to make a purchase, they have that information available to them if you know if they if they want it, if they need it, if they you know choose to 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 go that route. So, uh, yeah, that's that's a great point. Something I hadn't thought of. So, thank you for bringing that up. It's actually the same which for. Um you know, the sourcing managers, you know, we're in a value chain. So, you know, our salesmen are talking to sourcing managers or printers or sourcing managers for the brands. And, you know, previously we would go into the office and have, you know, 20 PowerPoint slides. That's <laughs> right. not going to happen. You've got to get something that's going to be on their <laughs> mobile phone. And, uh, You're right. You know, so right. So you don't right. even know sometimes who's buying. You know, there's a, there's a service center somewhere where there's a full of 20 sales guys and they're just going out to buy whatever so and, and they're not just buying on cheapest price anymore you know they, they have kpis that have been set to meet certain targets and sustainability starts to be the, one of those kpis and how are you going to get the right information there and, and visible enough for them to say well hey this is the sustainable company that i want to buy from that's not easy no that's you're you're 100 right and i guess that kind of leads me into my my last question is and, and I think I kind of know the answer, <laughs> so, but I'm going to ask you anyways. So the importance of working with, with like-minded companies, because, you know, Bob, what you guys are doing at UPM, uh, obviously you can't do by yourself. So um, uh, how, how important is that for you to partner with like-minded companies? And then uh, if you would, maybe some of those key partnerships that have helped you get to this point and, you know, that you think are going to help you continue to grow in the area of sustainability, if you could... Maybe just talk about that for a minute. Yeah, you're you're so right, Richard. You know, collaboration is the only way that we're actually going to, you know, reach some of our targets or, or solve some of the challenges that we face. And you know, like I said, we're, we're part of a packaging value chain the same, same way that GBS is. And uh, you know, we have to work with all kinds of different stakeholders, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's you know, the organisations like the Sustainable Packaging Coalition or the Association of Plastic Recyclers or you know, for example, we've signed up to the Ellen MacArthur Foundation Global Plastic Pact. Um, we work with, you know, WWF. But, you know, it's really important also to work with customers and, and suppliers. You know, there's so much that we can do together to, to, to develop the next generation of, of products and services. And, 
it's only by sitting together or, or working together, you know, that we can we can create these new innovations that will, you know, take us towards that that so-called smarter future. And uh, yeah, that that's a really vital thing. And yeah, together we we can do it. Alone, yeah. we will be able to do a bit, but not enough. Right. No, that's great. And I know that, you know, we, from a, a GBS perspective, you, you, you know, Rathletech at UPM has been a tremendous, tremendous asset and a help to us and a benefit to us. And your knowledge and your expertise in, in labeling and sustainability has, you know, helped us tremendously move forward in this area. And we just look forward to continuing to do that and to work and partner with you guys in the future. And I just want to say that, you know, again, uh, kind of reviewing the materials you had sent and, and looking at your website, I just want to you know congratulate you on the work that you have done these past 25 years, 26 years, and it's very impressive. And um, you guys have made some tremendous, tremendous impact. And and maybe you don't always feel that way. I hope you do, but maybe you don't. But from from my perspective, sitting here looking at it, I think you guys have done some great, great work. And and uh, I just want to congratulate you for that and, and thank you for that and just, you know, encourage you to keep up the, the good work moving forward. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, thanks. It's great that you, you see that and others, you know, can also see it from the outside. I mean, sometimes, like you say, it's, uh, you know, it's been a long journey and, you know, we, we've come a long way. But the journey, you know, as we, we, we know, hasn't hasn't finished here and our team is uh, growing all the time and, we're bringing in the next generation who's going to continue this journey, and uh, that means also, you know, working with with, with with you guys and you know, creating that the new products that we're going to put out in the market and and find the new solutions that can help our customers, you know, jointly to to solve some of these challenges. So, very exciting, very exciting. So yes, awesome. Yeah, that's that that's everything I had, Bob, as far as questions go. Is there anything else that I that I didn't cover that we didn't want? Well, I shouldn't, I shouldn't put it that way because I'm sure we could talk for another two hours uh, on things we didn't talk about. But anything else you would like to add before before we wrap up this this episode? Yeah, I, I think just want to just just want to mention actually, you nobody probably realizes, but I've got one of my colleagues listening in today. Um, you know, we have a new sustainability manager serving our, our American market, uh, Ashley Drew, and uh, you know she, she's a good representative of the next generation's thinking, and they're challenging me every day now to, to keep the pace up. <laughs> new things so i just wanted to mention ashley's there and she's there to engage with with with, with gbs and uh, and anybody else who's listening out there so welcome ashley to the team it's great to have you on board and uh, have your fresher younger insight to, to to keep us going forward <laughs> thanks bob i appreciate that and yeah happy to be here and happy to happy to be supporting our our internal sustainability initiatives and helping our customers along their sustainability journey as well Yes, and thank you, Ashley, for for being with us today. And again, uh, bo- both of you, Bob and Ashley, it's been it's been a real pleasure, you know, meeting you and, and speaking with you guys in the last few weeks and kind of putting this show together. And uh, I, I just have a feeling that we could talk for for hours. <laughs> There's so many things we could cover, um, but for the for the sake of time, we're we're gonna we're gonna I think end it here. But again, thank you to both of you. Congratulations to both of you. Thanks for being great partners with GBS and and really just doing great, great work for, not only for GBS and for your customers, but really for the global community. It's noticed and it's appreciated. So, and again, we really liked, uh, really enjoyed this conversation and hopefully we can have you guys back again sometime and you can, uh, you know, down the road, bring us up on some of the, the newer developments in sustainability and maybe some of the new products you guys are coming out with. So we would look forward to that. 
My pleasure, Richard. It's been great talking to, to you folks. Good luck on the journey. We're, we're happy to support when we can. Awesome. Thanks so much, Bob. Again, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Ashley, welcome and thank you. And it's been a pleasure as well. And we hope to talk to you guys again in the future. So until then, you take care and thanks again for being on our show. Yeah, thanks. This show has been a production of GBS. For more information on the topics discussed today or the solutions offered, contact us at marketing at gbscorp.com. That's marketing at gbscorp.com. Or you can call at 800-552-2427. And lastly, check us out on the web at www.gbscorp.com. That's www.gbscorp.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss out on any future episodes.